So welcome back to, uh, I think this is podcast number seven. Um, everybody will be glad to know my legs actually didn't end up too bad yesterday after the long run on Sunday. Um, actually, they feel a little bit um, sore, a little bit tired today, um, but that's that's normal. Um, 48 hours after a bigger um, stroke harder session you might sort of feel something um i actually did gym last night as well um which is a which is another topic of conversation essentially and um, building on the rehab prehab activation type stuff i i i've really found gym um is allowing me to um essentially maintain speeds at the end of those faster long runs maintain speeds but i'm sure you know the feeling of you set off on a maybe a tempo or a long run and there's a heart rate drift there's always going to be a heart rate drift so the heart rate will always go up maybe like five to ten beats but what i found last season and last year um or earlier this year before london for example um i could maintain speeds but i just as i felt my body um start to fatigue um i had to push harder to maintain the same speed so the heart rate would go up speed would stay the same um the kind of things i'm noticing now with gym activation stuff prehab stuff probably mainly gym and the prehab strength stuff and um, i'm just not fatiguing the same so hip flexors don't seem to be fatiguing um, lower abdominal muscles used to fatigue quads used to fatigue a little bit um, and that just doesn't seem to be happening so does that lead to why i've just had the best 13 weeks of training probably um 13 most consistent weeks of training let's make that quite clear um so no today funny enough um i don't want to talk about gym or prehab or rehab i'm actually going to talk about um i have my my own way the three weeks before any big race um i kind of go into what i maybe i see as just being a little bit more self-disciplined um i basically choose not to eat sweets i choose not to have desserts um, and that started last night we went for dinner new year's eve um, a couple of the guys um, having a few glasses of wine and the desserts came to the table and little things like that i'm every day and i mean every day i have my breakfast and then straight after breakfast i have a couple of um hazelnut m&ms um, or almond m&ms i think hazelnut m&ms um not a lot of them but i just like a little bit of um chocolate after i eat certain meals i think that's fine um we we regularly have dinner and then we have a, maybe a tub of ice cream in the freezer and again when you're at altitude you're burning heaps more calories and so to me these little things just keep me on the healthier side um so my weight right now let me go i'll go weigh myself while we're while we're chatting that'll be quite interesting um but i want to stress that when i when i do three weeks of being a bit more disciplined um so i'm 149 um we can check that out in a couple of weeks time um but if i if i do these next three weeks of being more disciplined i can 
I can honestly, honestly, honestly say it has nothing to do with losing weight. Um, if I want to lose weight, I can lose weight. It's not a difficult process. I just don't eat as much. But the next three weeks is a bit different than that. So as my discipline improves and my decision making improves, um, it, it, I, I, I did email a guy and he was asking me about this and I told him it kind of gives me this almost like an edge. So I'm stood on a start line and I know for the last three weeks I've had the discipline to say no to certain things and it just makes me feel a bit stronger. Um, it's all a mental thing, but I, I guarantee you and I challenge you to do this. Like if you say no to one thing today and your wife or your girlfriend or your friend's going to look at you and think, no way, like he always has ice cream or no way he always has a second serve in a dinner like the power that comes from just knowing that you can say no is is absolutely phenomenal um i like and i've just became good at it um so let me it, all it is is i just I, i'm just more careful with what i'm um like the, it's just the sweets it's like the alcohol firstly i haven't drunk alcohol probably in about two and a half months now um since the last time I was at home and I'm actually spoiled because like I love drinking alcohol when I'm at home in Belfast because I love hanging out with my friends it's all my friends from school or from rugby and I love that I have a real fun time um when I was at home the last time and I wasn't going to European cross country and um I had this like sinus infection issue and and so I went and met my friends we watched an Ulster game I probably had I don't know like six to eight beers or something like maybe more because they didn't get the fact that I never drink and so Scully's drinks empty get him another drink and and before I know it it's like I think it's 1am and I I'm like yeah I'm getting a taxi home now because I'm far too drunk um but I think that's normal I think that's natural um could I do that every weekend and still be where I am today? I, I don't think so, because I'd get sick a lot more. I'd get injured a lot more. I'd get fatigued a lot more. Um, is it fine once every now and again? Absolutely. Um, my opinion, but absolutely. Um, so the next couple of weeks is more, it's, it's just the minute you make one good decision, this is the whole point of today, the minute you make one good decision or you push aside a dessert or you, whether you have a race or not, you don't have sugar in your coffee, you know, um, make a decision. It may or may not impact athletics. It may or may not impact your running, but watch, watch how the body works. Like the minute you make one good decision, Next thing you're doing, you're rehabbing, you're stretching, and you don't even realize you're doing it. Your day, it's this, it's this concept of, um, I think it was a general in the army, um, basically preached that if you make your bed, the first, if the first thing you do in the morning is make your bed, you're, you're just starting the day the right way, um, and, and, and then what follows is your day as a whole just becomes better so one one minute you're going to be turning away the m&ms and your wife's going to look at you and think what's going on here um then the next minute you're going to be doing some prehab rehab or drills and then you're going to stretch and then you're going to sit down and your wife's probably still going to be looking at you thinking what has happened to my husband um 
but yeah have have a try at that um i think it's really powerful really really a good thing to um make some good decisions um i've i've taken it way too far um i think one of the reasons i might have struggled this summer in the um european champs was uh was probably a weight issue and i i think i just went way too extreme so i i decided i was actually competing not competing, but me and a kid from New Zealand called Hamish Carson. Um, I I told him that I was gonna go down this path of, um, like salad for dinner for like the three four weeks leading into the European Champs, um, and that's what I did. Like it, it was a big salad. Like I'd have salad, I'd have avocado, I'd have chicken. Um, some nights I I think like maybe every third night I added a bit of pasta to that. Um, but I think I just took it way way to the extreme and i probably lost maybe like three kilograms which is quite a lot Um, i looked in really good shape but um i'll never know if that was one of the things that contributed uh, um basically i i felt great at morton games 5k which was middle of july i absolutely pumped the competition at the Irish Champs 10k and these are really good guys um, guys that were going really well and pushed the pace the whole way and I just remember thinking this was really easy and um, I hadn't tapered for that I just rocked in um, but I, I had been carrying a groin injury um, I really stupidly um, I hadn't been doing gym at all zero gym um, and Andy Vernon was up in St. Moritz and um, he said he was going to the gym. And I said, yeah, look, I'll, I'll come gym. And I think I had this idea in my head that if I could if I could go from being a 28-30 runner to a 28-10 runner um, by the time the European champs rolled around, then I could be competitive. Um, and I didn't want to be a 28-37 runner. I just didn't think a 28-37 runner is competitive at the European champs. Um so I was willing to do everything that I thought would create that better result. And gym, gym became one of the topics, but I didn't have a coach. I didn't have anyone watching me in the gym. Um, and anyway, I go in the gym day one um, do some light drills, do some light exercises. I watch Vern and do some squats. And of course, I lift the squat bar up and um, I think the weight was only about 50 kilograms. And when I was playing rugby, I I probably was squatting closer to 100 110 120 kilograms um and so i picked this squat bar up and i squat down the first set's fine the second set i just feel um probably more i think more adductor more hamstring but i feel it grab at me and i'm just so fucking stubborn and so persistent that i i decide to do another set which like I literally want to punch myself in the face right now because what an idiot like <laughs> but that's just the stubborn persistentness of me um and, and actually maybe it's what makes me as good as I am but really got me in trouble back then um so I do the next set and I only get to three reps because I feel it grab again and um, lucky enough I had massage booked and this is probably like January or July 1st, July 1st to July 10th, somewhere in that area. Um, anyway, you will all understand what I'm about to say. Um, I get my massage. My coach, Stephen Haas, who 
absolute legend has really helped me anyway he's in St Moritz for like two days and we decided that I would do some strides on the track once a week and it just so happens that the day that we had planned to do these strides is the day that I hurt my doctor in the gym and I'm too pussy to just say hey, look, I've hurt my doctor. I'm far too concerned about getting photographs and him seeing me stride and seeing that I've got faster. And honestly, what a fucking plank. Um, and I think back now and I just think, you idiot. Like, just all I needed to do was not do that extra set of squats, not do stupid strides on the track when I've just hurt my doctor. And, and, and the rest of the next three, four weeks was an absolute like mountain of downhill bad decisions um from the salad diet which may or may not have contributed to the night of the 10k at the european champs it was 36 degrees celsius and it was humid and i for four weeks have essentially not done any hard sessions all i've been able to do is tempo work um, I was able to do a couple of hard sessions at the start of the month with Bowerman Track Club, um, a couple of faster sessions. But by the time it gets to three and a half weeks out, probably from the European Champs, all I'm all I'm able to do is threshold work around the lake. Um, and if I do anything else, I honestly felt like my groin was going to rip in two. I texted my I texted Jackie Newton from Athletics Northern Ireland. I texted Stephen Haas. Um, directly after the Morton Games 5k and I said hey or maybe it was the yeah it was the Morton Games 5k I said hey should I should I stay in the UK for the next week um before the Irish champs should I get this groin sorted or should I go back to St Moritz and and I don't think they knew nobody knows how bad your groin is except for yourself I don't think anybody knew how bad my groin was only I knew and what I, what I'm going to say now is make your own decisions. Like I should have just stayed. I, I don't give a shit about a week at altitude. If I could have got that groin sorted for free using my treatment in either Dublin with Ireland or in Northern Ireland with Sports Institute Northern Ireland. Like I look back at these decisions and I just think, Stephen, like, come on, buddy, like trust your instinct, trust your gut and don't rely on other people all the time to make decisions for you. Um, so good decisions um i i the next couple of weeks go by um i get the european champs i'm i'm doing my salad diet i'm doing sessions on a sore groin um i just really make a balls up of things um and it's not totally my fault this is this is elite end level of competition you're you're really trying to do everything you possibly can i'm a, i was a marathon runner that was trying to run a 10k i was trying to turn a marathon runner into a guy that can run a championship final 10k against people that run 27 30 to 28 minutes i was out of my depth by far um but it was a learning curve like i i learned that my groins are weak as weak as water or weak as i don't know what the word would be but they're bloody weak i went and seen a physio and we did a groin squeeze test his first remark was yep that's not very good by the end of the one hour session when he realized i'm a pretty laid back dude he said yeah your groins are weak as 
fuck basically like in layman's terms like we 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 bonded a bit and he realized he could tell me that my groins were a joke um and and so i ruled out future track running because i thought my body can't handle the faster stuff but that was a mistake you you just have to strengthen the area that broke down um but to summarize a little bit um i got a bit off topic there and um can i be the first to say that marathon would have been a better choice at the european champs um but i only know that now and and actually the the experience i probably gained working with like the likes of the barman crew for a month maybe trumps marathon or 10k european champs but would i be more competitive in the marathon absolutely would i probably not have hurt my groin in the marathon absolutely um however would then i have carried a weakness through the this season i.e. the groin if it didn't ever hurt i never would have found out that it's a massive weakness and it's what was creating my hip and psoas problems and all these kind of things so you don't look back and regret you you move forward you learn i reviewed after european champs all the things that maybe i tried too hard um you review all the things that maybe um led to being a poor result um <clears throat> maybe a poor but fair result maybe that's where i was at um but still a poor result um and then you move on so my decision making ever since i started working with a sports psychologist um pretty much straight after european champs um guy called gary longwell he was an irish senior rugby player played against the all blacks a couple of times absolute legend um and it's not like all we work on is making better decisions um that was one of my downfalls is just really really poor decision making in the past maybe worrying far too much about what other people think or what other people want and um i got to tell you like i'm a just a menace now because i just make decisions for me and sometimes it pisses people off a lot sometimes it upsets people sometimes it lets people down but i'm just the 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 whole point of this is um let's see some of these decisions i made the decision not to do double marathon i had a knee injury um i got the knee injury because i was training far too much over hills to try and like compensate for being poor on the hills the year before um could i have raced dublin marathon yes i got healthy about i was i was had a knee problem for about 2 weeks i was healthy with about 3 weeks to go but i would have performed really poorly on two accounts one because i wasn't anywhere near as fit as i needed to be um and two because i knew i shouldn't have done it and so mentally i had already given up before the race would have even started and so when it started to get a bit tough i would have thought to myself steven you're a fucking idiot you shouldn't be here you have a sore knee you were injured for two weeks you didn't do enough training what are you doing and i'd have basically been doing it for money and for everybody else not myself um one of the other decisions was not to race cross country um and and that was european cross country i picked up an illness um i i actually was really fit um and then i picked up an illness um and again i just knew like first of all my my worst thing ever my worst thoughts was i'm going to walk in the uh, airport with the whole irish team and i'm going to be coughing up green mucus blowing green mucus out of my nose and the rest of this team's going to look at me like hey and not only that i hadn't done the trial um 
then I I decided that I, I knew I'm going to be in Tilburg. I'm going to be 5K in a really tough cross country. And I'm going to think to myself, you're sick. What are you doing? Why are you making decisions for other people? And so decision making is massive. Um, my The whole goal of my decision making is to create a more consistent block of training whether it's a more consistent four months whether it's a more consistent year um and we believe that's what's going to lead to steven scullion running faster times and running getting better results being a happier person um so that's that's today decision making discipline um how one good decision leads to five ultimately better decisions the rest of the day um and and like that evolves into better decisions in training and better decisions in race and um, better decisions in life. Um, so that's all for today. Thanks, guys.